listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon, and I'm super excited to turn to our next topic, and the first topic and guest of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we'll be talking about how to become a three D artist and ways to self learn and to learn. And to talk about this, I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Alex Sutty, a three D artist himself, and also the founder of Digital Dogs Studio. Uh, welcome back on the program, Alex. It's great to speak to you again. Good to see you again, Noreen. Uh, thank you for having me back. Yes, and we're also streaming this interview onto the Facebook page right now, so uh, feel free to join us there. Uh, for our listeners, uh, do join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And if you have any questions uh, or comments for Alex or about this industry, then feel free to pop your comments uh, down, and I'll try my best to, to get to them. Now, Alex, we spoke about a month ago, and you were telling us a little bit more about the role of 3D artwork and, and modern culture from sort of animations to, to special effects in, in animations, in video games uh, and TV shows. Um, it, it sounds like a, it's a wonderful but a really complex career. Um, so if someone was to sort of wanting to get into this career path, where would they start? Well, I think, um, I think the first step would be to just... Uh, just sort of dive headfirst, you know, into it. Um, there's so many... Uh, resources and things that you can actually just get your hands on immediately. So pretty much every piece of software that um, that works with this sort of stuff uh, will either have a like a free version, so anybody can uh, just jump on it immediately with no cost whatsoever. Or there's almost definitely going to be a trial. So you so with almost all of them, you'll have at least like maybe a week or or a month where you can use the software for completely for free. Um, and then I think just sort of dabbling around, trying different uh, different bits of software, then you can start getting a real sense for what it is that you're particularly interested in this uh, sort of industry. Because there's so many different uh, aspects of being a 3D artist. Um, you can be a generalist, which is what I, I am more uh, like. So if you're working or if you want to gear towards being in a small studio, then you have to be a man of many hats. And, uh, and so you got to be somebody who can create the models, sort of build the, the, the sort of different uh, shapes and things. Or you could be somebody who animates. So you could then be the person that brings those shapes to, to life and makes them move around. And then there's even more technical artists who are the ones that actually put... So I don't know if you noticed, but if you were to build a character in 3D, like a human being, you actually need to build like a bone system inside the character and the ca and and then you have to sort of uh make the uh the program will help you sort of uh make it so that when you move a certain bone then it moves a part of the character so that's also like a much it's a bit more technical uh uh sort of aspect of it but a lot of people are very passionate about it because if you get into the really nitty gritty of it you can actually start applying uh muscles uh and so when you move a certain um, bone, then the muscle will contract or or uh, inflate, and then at the same time you can have it so that it creates wrinkles. And basically, uh, you can go as far as your imagination uh, can carry you. And uh, if like these characters that you can build, can, you can build one like a really quick one, uh, and then you know it could be of a certain quality. Or people can spend months 
or if not even years, building a character. You know, if they want to make it that super hyper realistic, um, and you might even have multiple people working together to make one character. You know, that's really cool. Um, so, but there's there's it's it's a it's a rabbit hole, and you can dive very deep into it. Um, and so yeah, I mean, there's there's there are some. Uh, software out there, which I would uh, recommend if you are interested in in becoming a 3D artist. Uh, there's a program called, for example, if you want to do modeling and uh, texturing, which is sort of building the different uh, uh, objects. Uh, there's one called Blender, which is completely open source. So you could literally go there and you could download the whole program for free and it would that you would never need a license for it and you could actually use that for your personal or commercial work or whatever you want without having to pay anything because it's um, open so source it's open source and it's actually it's incredible because uh these people who have created blender um have spent i mean it's it's a combination of many 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 uh programmers and artists and they've basically created this program which is i mean it's up there with uh, the ones that you have to pay for, you know, like the, the industry standard, this free program is now almost surpassing those industry standard ones uh, in so many different aspects. It's incredible. Uh, and it's amazing to see, you know, because these people are basically making it so that it's uh, this industry is accessible to everybody, which is, I think, is fantastic. It's so, such a so nice industry have, because a lot of industries, yeah. people are sort of protectionist. They just want to keep the secrets and keep the trade. Whereas exactly, this sounds exactly. like everybody is, you know, really helpful and a very supportive well, rather than well, competitive. Well, it's it's interesting because a lot of the big uh, studios will have their own secret source programs, you know, but but they um, over time, it's interesting because some some of those uh, companies have then slowly been like releasing them out, you know, letting letting the secret out a little bit just to push the industry forward because they because I mean, if everybody shares uh, that information, that's how us as the human race will progress faster, you know? Absolutely. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a really good um, sense in the industry that people just want to push the technology and really get it going, uh, you know, breaking boundaries, essentially. So everybody um, can have a flavor of the secret sauce. Sorry, I was playing with the pun <laughs> of secret sauce, you know, like, like chili sauce. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Citron sauce, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's only so that's only if you so that's for a certain type of three D art. So it's not for animation. Remind our listeners again, what's that source for? Then it's for for three D motion, or was it for? Uh, for the the source, oh, you mean like because actually these different uh, companies will have this. <laughs> I think the secret source is going anyway. They they have their own programs for many different aspects of the sort of production pipeline. So in, in the production pipeline in general, you'll have the modelers who will be the ones building the different objects. Then you have the texture artists who are the ones who are essentially painting. Texture, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the ones who are painting uh, the color uh, information, but not only color, but that's to make it look like it's uh, transparent, to make it look reflective. You can, there's so many different layers uh, that you have to add to an object to, to make it look realistic. You have to have uh, a diffuse color, which is essentially your overall color, uh, reflection, glossiness, uh, how metallic it is, and then the subsurface scatter, which is a, 
and without getting too technical, it's essentially if you were to hold your hand up to a light and you can see uh, like the red or the light coming through your hand, oh, yeah. that is that subsurface scatter. And so if there's a way of programming it so that uh, your characters or your objects will have that sort of look and feel. So it's the same if you got a bar of soap and you held it up to a light. It, it, it would also have that sort of translucent uh, feel to it. So you can actually program that onto your objects as well. So that's what a texture artist does. They, they basically will make the objects uh, look really real uh, or stylized, depending on what the, what the final product is for that particular thing. Uh, and then you have the technical artists who are the, who are the riggers so a rigger is essentially what I mentioned before, the people that put the bones into the characters. Um, and then you have the animators. Uh, and then the animators are the ones that will literally take uh, the characters which have been built and textured and modeled and rigged. And then they will sort of, they're the puppet masters, you know? They're the ones that will pull the strings and make them uh, move with the correct timing and really give those characters sort of uh, their own personalities. Um, so each one of these uh, different sort of stages, I mean, there's actually a few more, but, but each one is, a, is an art and, and people will put their whole lives into just perfecting that one section of being a 3D artist. Um, like for me, I, 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 because I work in a small studio, I've played around with all of these different sort of bits. So, so I've got a sense of the entire production pipeline, but a lot of people, if they work in the big studios, what they'll do is they'll literally they'll just focus on one yeah. specialized section and then that's their that's their thing that's their love and that's their joy where they just go there and they'll they'll do that one bit uh so that's an, i think that's one of the big questions that you that um people who are just starting to become 3d artists also need to think about but i think it's a good idea for any artist who's starting to try to just have a general idea of what the whole production pipeline is to, to learn it all because if you're a, uh, a specialist, if you're specializing in animation or one section, you still need to understand that you're going to be giving your work to the, to the next person. And so you need to know what they want and, and how they want it. So it's good to understand uh, all the different aspects along the production pipeline so you can become a better artist and work better in, in, in the team. Um, so I definitely would recommend being a generalist to start with at least um, and then uh, if you want to work in one of the big studios, really focus on what you love. I think that's the most important thing. Find the, find the thing that you are most passionate about and then just spend your 10,000 hours there. You know, I think that's the, uh, that's the one that you should really be just like do that. And then, uh, and then after that, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. I think yeah, that's the right line to go. Yeah, it's it's so complicated, it's so complex, but it's so wonderful at at the same time. So when you start being a sort of general three D artist, how which mm. is sort of the next natural progression? A, a texture artist, a, a rigger, um, a three D uh, animation artist. I mean, which is a sort of easier succession so you can sort of find your way because there must be something that's the hardest and one that's sort of uh, the, the easier step to, to begin with H how did your journey begin well i think i think most people would start with the modeling section because you everybody wants to build a shape you know and then everybody and then i think the natural progression is everybody wants to make that shape look real you know so so you start as a modeler and you tend to go into being a texture artist 
and uh, and I mean even that in itself is is quite you know there's there's a lot to learn there and there's a lot to there's a there's a bunch of different programs that will do specifically different sections so essentially there are the 3D packages which are the sort of Swiss army knives of uh, 3D artists and so Blender, the one that I mentioned before, is one of them. So you could try that out. There's also other ones that you would usually have to pay for. Called, there's one called Maya. There's one called Cinema 4D. Uh, and there's actually a whole list of different ones. Cinema um, 4D? I thought we were talking about 3D artists. Now this has gone to, to 4D <laughs> even. Four, I'm <laughs> breaking level. down the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've also uh, we are uh, on Facebook Live as well. You can uh, put your questions directly to Alex if you want to. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three is the page to go to. Anshul says, "Who is this man? He looks gorgeous." Well, he's <laughs> he's Alex, and um, I, I think it's the hairband that makes it. You, you talked about wearing many hats, but you've started wearing a hairband, so I think that. <laughs> <laughs> elevates you to, to another level. But in all seriousness, uh, we are taking questions. So it sounds like there are a lot of different software, Alex. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned the f a free one and just now a yep. few more. Uh, where can you find these? Is, is there a sort of community, a forum where people can be like, oh, so, you know, try this one or try that one? Um, so I would, uh, um, I mean, actually, the, the simplest thing would be to go on to, onto Google and just type, um, 3D programs, uh, free, but I mean, I, I, I would, I would, <laughs> yeah, that's not very helpful, but I mean, I could name, I could, I could the name a few. 3D program free. Uh, I mean, there's, there's one called Blender, which we already talked about. Then there's actually another one. So there's different kinds of modeling. You can either model sort of hard surface shapes, which, uh, you use those 3D programs for, but if you wanted to create something that's more organic, you can, there's a different method of, uh, of modeling called uh, digital sculpting. So it, there's a program called uh, ZBrush or ZBrush. Uh, and essentially you've got uh, a piece of digital clay and you, you're sort of cutting into it on your computer. And so you can use a, a stylus or even on your mouse, but it's better with a stylus because with a stylus, you can really get that feeling of how hard you're pushing and, and cutting into the object. And so, so with that, you're, you really are just sculpting and creating organic shapes. So that's the best way of making, uh, like digital humans or digital characters because it's a more organic feel to it. Um, so, so ZBrush actually has a free version as well. So if you go www. Uh, uh, ZBrush Core, so it's Z-B-R-U-S-H-C-O-R-E.com, uh, then you can actually uh, download that one. And I believe Blender, I've got the, a couple of links here. Blender is www.blender, so B-L-E-N-D-E-R.org. So those are, those are a couple of incredible pieces of software. And actually, if, you, if anybody's interested in trying those, that's a great place to start. Um, but then there's also... So beyond uh, your modeling and your texturing and your rigging and animating, there's also um, there's also special effects. So you can do simulations, dynamic simulations, make things explode, make things melt. Uh, there's a program called Houdini, which is just that's what all the big studios uh, is essentially. If you learn Houdini, and it's probably the most complicated out of all the software. Because it's a it's 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 got a very different me uh, mentality or method of, of how to do it. Uh, if you learn that and you make that very good, you'll essentially be hired by any of the big studios in the world. They're, they're, it's such a sought after uh, skill set to know Houdini because it's just incredibly powerful. 
Um, and it, because it's so complicated, I think it's a lot of people are are scared of it. You know, are these um, software quite similar ac across the board? I'm just thinking because in terms of editing, I, I use things like Nuendo, or um, we used to use one called Composer, and then we, we, you know, there's Adobe Audition. They're quite similar in a way. Um, so if you learn one, uh, are those skills sort of transferable with others? Is it quite intuitive? I would say for the for the 3D packages, so the, the main things that the Swiss Army knife packages that I was mentioning, uh, so Blender, Maya, 3D Studio Max, Cinema 4D, those ones are essentially the same. I, somebody might get very upset with me here, but I, they're kind of the same program, but the buttons have all just been moved around, you know. And and saying, but at the same time, some are better at certain tasks than others, but essentially they are all Swiss Army knives. So. Uh, some of them will have, you know, better, I don't know, tweezer a bit, and one will have the better scissors, you know, because it's a Swiss Army knife. But uh, but yeah, so essentially they all have their own specialist, uh, specialized things. So Studio, 3D Studio Max is more geared towards architectural visualization and then also creating game uh, assets, whereas Maya is more for short films or animation. It's a very good animating one. It's got sh good, strong tools for that. Um, so, so the different, and then Cinema 4D is, is incredibly powerful for motion graphics. It's very famous for that, but each one has their own strengths and weaknesses. Like Cinema 4D can't handle as big scenes. Like if you had like a, a scene that spanned off to the horizon, it wouldn't be able to handle that over another program. Like there's another one called Clarice, uh, which essentially you can import a whole world into that program and it would, or a whole city and it would just do fine, you know? So some programs are stronger at certain things than others, basically. Um, but uh, Houdini is incredible, and it's also on, on my list of things that I want to spend more time uh, learning as well. But then after um, sort of simulation and dynamics, there's also uh, compositors as well. So there's a, all, a bunch of different compositing programs that you can use. Uh, one of them, which is free, is called Fusion. And so compositing is essentially uh, after you've created your animation, you click a button, I'm simplifying it, but you click a button and it will, the program will spit out all these different images. So that's if you were to make like a video or uh, uh, something that, uh, like a, a movie, uh, it would send out all these images. And then in the, the compositing program, you will then put those images together and then make it really, really beautiful and add all the different special effects and things. Basically, the compositing program is where you pull all the stuff together to make it that final polish. Um, so, so yeah, basically, if you wanted to be the person that that is like into the fine details and making things look absolutely perfect, then being a compositor or at least having compositing skills is definitely a good way to go. Yeah. Well, we do have a few more uh, questions uh, on the Facebook page. Um, Gallo says, I have a, a music video I need a CGI artist for. Does Alex have the skill sets to help? Maybe you can get in touch with Alex directly for that. But sure. uh, Alison says, uh, if you were to stay in virtual reality forever, what would your avatar look like? <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. Um, you mentioned. Uh, I, I think that would be a stormtrooper, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think well, so. you definitely. Uh, do you have any behind you? I'm just. Um, I just want to invite our <laughs> listeners to join us on Facebook so you can see Alex's man cave or, or shed. Or, Got a, a, a stormtrooper helmet here that's been blasted open, and you can see the skull. I actually 3D printed this one, 
Um, I can show you my man cave a little bit. There's uh, my 3D printer over there. Oh, wow. And you built that. How did you make that? Did you buy it like that or did you add components to it? That's a massive 3D printer. Oh, the, the 3D printer? Yeah. So it's uh, it can print half a meter by half a meter by half a meter. Wow. So it's uh, it's huge. Yeah, wow. You can uh, you can practically 3D print, print bricks or something and then yeah. make those bricks into uh, a house or something. Halloween costumes. <laughs> um, we've just got about seven minutes before the two o'clock news. Very quickly, you mentioned a point just now about uh, making a digital human being. Mm, what yes. on earth is that and how do you make a digital human being <laughs> well so i think making digital human beings is uh is is probably one of uh, to make a realistic one is probably one of the more tricky things to do but if you wanted to uh make a stylized one that's definitely a little bit easier so essentially you start off by doing the model you go through all the stages so modeling texturing uh rigging and then to, to animate, you can either use the motion capture suits, uh, like the one that I showed you last time, or um, actually, I've got a, actually, if I can share my screen, I've got a little demo that I can show you. Um, so, can you see uh, what I'm looking at here? Yes, yes. With the little boy? Talk us through, because some of our listeners are on the radio as well, but on the okay. Facebook page, Alex has shared his screen so we can see a... Uh, uh, a boy and he's looking up and down and he's opening his mouth. Yeah. So, so currently I'm actually, uh, with my iPhone, um, I am recording my face and uh, in real time sort of projecting it onto this character in front oh, of me. Oh, that's you. Uh, oh, uh, wow. You, you look better as the animation. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> So okay. and so, let me uh, let me just exit out of uh, out of that person. Um, and so, um, what you can do is you can record your character uh, using uh, the sort of motion capture tools or facial motion capture. And then after you've recorded it, see the the boy in the middle here. I'm showing a, a another program where there's three faces, and the one that we were just uh, viewing is in the middle here. And I have two other faces next to that face. And essentially what you do is you can record your movement onto a character. And then afterwards, you can take that movement and actually pair it to any other character that you want. So as long as you have that movement recorded, uh, you can do a lot with it. That's yeah. fascinating. This is but, like edging on to sort of virtual reality. You can just create a person and then putting them in a in a new scene and then that becomes a semi-reality. Wow, this is fascinating <laughs> stuff. Alex, I'm afraid we're, we're out of time, but I do look forward to maybe inviting you back on in about a month's time and maybe we can go into different aspects of, of this industry. I'm sure, though, it's sort of piqued a lot of interest, a lot of comments uh, coming in. Uh, remind our listeners once again, if they want to uh, find you and get in touch, have you got a website or a Facebook page? Um, yep, so my website is uh, com. Uh, and uh, and same for the Facebook and Instagram. So that's Digital Dogs Studios. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for your sharing and sharing all the open source and secret source. Uh, thank you very much. And I look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>